When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Friday, July 30th. I'm Rudy. The three things I have in common with my lawn. We're bumpy, not well-maintained, and we're both in a drought. Let's take a long walk to Cleveland. What's happening, everybody? Good morning. I'm Rudy Povich. This is A Long Walk to Cleveland. Thank you so much for joining me. You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Stitcher. And every day, 9.45 a.m., we go live on Instagram. It's at Rudy underscore Povich. Today on the show, if I was from Iowa, I'd probably wear a mask, too. But first... We are America and all the other countries, they can fucking kiss our ass. We win all the gold medals, and then we leave some herpes in the countries where we win. Alright, did you guys watch last night? I know like they this is the one problem about social media now is that everything is given to us well before we have an opportunity to watch it. That is a it's what I like to call infidelity. A phrase I coined not that long ago where uh, you share some information with somebody about a television show or even worse, and I think this is way worse, is people will, you'll be watching a show with like a significant other, you guys are super into whatever it might be, The Office, House of Cards, and then you go back, you guys have watched three episodes together, and then you sit down on the couch and you go to watch episode number four and you see that episodes four, five, and six have already been watched and you're like, what the fuck? I I wasn't a part of those episodes. And you catch the other person going ahead and watching episodes without you. That is called infidelity. It is not acceptable. Uh, also, what falls under the guise of, not guys, I guess under the umbrella of infidelity is giving out information before somebody has an opportunity to watch it. Uh, there is a, because of the way we are sort of wired with you know, uh, all the, I always want to say TiVo, but I know it's so old. DVR sounds old too, I guess. I don't know what you want to call it. But the uh, the ability to record television shows nowadays, there's a 72-hour buffer, all right? And mostly because if a show comes out like on a, uh, on a Thursday, you might not have a chance to watch it until Sunday. So I think that there should be at least three days. And after that, if you haven't watched it, dude, sorry. You don't get the opportunity to go back and watch it. Something newsworthy, uh, we get a, you get 24 hours, and especially with the Olympics, when we found out that Suni Lee had won gold, uh, it was only on, I think it's like the NBC Olympics Network or USA, something like that. They weren't showing that prime, because, you know, it's not prime time over there for us. What is going on? Siri, you stop it. Stop it! Um, my Siri is firing up on my... There we go. Um, but uh, they had basically given out all the information before you had a chance to watch it, and then they replayed it in uh, in time last night. 
Uh, let's see. News 24 hours, shows three days, movies one month. Yeah, um, with movies... Uh, yeah, yeah, so anything that comes out on DVD. You know, obviously nothing that you're going to see in theaters, because sometimes there's a lot of people that can't get out. But yeah, 24 hours for news, uh, shows three days, movies one month. Yeah, I think that's what we had said when we put this out a while ago, but I could be wrong. But anyways, that, that's a good... It's a good metric, right? Um, uh, we had found out that SUNY Lee had one goal that was all over social media, and then you got finally the NBC shows the entire all around last night. And I tried finding the clip this morning because I just thought it was very funny. And, and not that tragedy should be funny. Tragedy is funny, but they got to give it a little bit of space. But if you guys don't know the story about SUNY Lee, uh, she's from St. Paul. Her father is paralyzed from the waist down because he was up on a ladder helping a neighbor do some work. The ladder came out from underneath him. He fell. Terrible accident. It was right before she went to go to nationals, I believe, like three days before. And obviously, terrible freak accident. You know, this poor gentleman is in a wheelchair now. Uh, it sounds like the way they made it sound last night, there's a possibility like this guy could probably come back around and, and make it happen for himself, you know? Uh, start walking again. But anyway, last night they had the family on and they had, a, you know, it was a big fanfare and it was just a packed house and her whole family is in St. Paul and they're watching her and they, they realize that she wins gold and then it's a big, you know, everybody jumps up out of their chairs and it's hugs and it's kisses. And then afterwards, she's about to go get her gold medal and NBC pulls her aside and they stop her. And I was trying to find the clip this morning because... The first thing, obviously, NBC is going to bring up is the fact that her father is in a wheelchair. And this isn't something that's been like her entire life. This is something that's gone on just in the last two years, right? While she's making that bid for the Olympics, this terrible freak accident happens. (laughs) And they ask her right away about, like, you know, her family and her dad. And she says, oh, I'm just so thankful to have them in my life. And, you know, they made so many sacrifices. And obviously, my dad, who is going through something Way more terrible than what I'm going through. I was like, can you rewind that for a second? Let's watch that one more time. And to my dad, who is going through something way more terrible than what I'm going through. I'm sorry, are you comparing (laughs) being bound to a wheelchair with winning an Olympic gold medal in one of the most fiercest and competitive competitions there is? I imagine just because she was caught up in this situation, I imagine because her brain is probably going a million miles an hour, there is this thing, and anybody who's any ever done some sort of like public speaking or stand-up or ever had to like give a best man speech or maybe you got to get, get up because you're the maid of honor or whatever it might be, you got to give a eulogy, you time warp. Your brain disconnects from your body and you fast forward to 30 seconds uh, after you get off the stage or you get down from the podium and you realize you had no, you you were so out of body. You had no idea what you were saying. And I feel like that's where we were at last night with her. Obviously, you get a pass because she was very much so like in the moment. But I don't know. Maybe we should have a PR person pull you aside and give you a little bit of training, girl. Like, maybe don't equate winning a gold medal to (laughs) my dad going through a much tougher thing than what I'm going through right now. Yeah, I would say being bound to a wheelchair falling off a ladder is not the same as winning an Olympic gold medal. (laughs) Maybe it's just because, uh, you know, that sort of Gen Gen Z narcissism of I got to always 
put myself in, you know, that person's shoes or always try to figure out a way to get the conversation to come back to me. Maybe she was just caught up in that moment. I would hope so. It just felt so weird that this, you know, that this poor girl's dad is bound to a wheelchair. And she's like, yeah, obviously I don't ever want to see a terrible thing happen, but my dad loved me and he's going through a much harder thing than I'm going through. Oh, I'm sorry. I got to go collect my gold medal. I got to go get a ton of endorsements. Anybody know if there's a house in Edina that's for sale? Because I plan on moving here pretty soon. <laughs> Wouldn't you just hang that American flag from your uh, your stoop once you bought that big-ass house in the ritzy part of uh, the Twin Cities? Because I guarantee she's going to be moving in next to some white folk, and some white folk are going to be like, what do we got going on over here? Oh, it's an Olympic gold medalist. Never mind. Okay, we're good. We're all right. Yeah. So, but uh, congratulations to her. It really was fun to watch last night. And goddamn, man, Michael Phelps, you guys see that dude last night on NBC? That beard is coming in. There is something to be said, especially like with with kids. And you see a lot of Olympic gold medalists um, that are not even gold medalists. I'll, we'll just go ahead and say Olympians. All right, we'll just umbrella statement and say Olympians. When you see them twenty years removed from the Olympics. I mean, obviously, you may have aged in the face a little bit, but body-wise, everybody seems to hold up pretty good. And maybe it's just because you're so used to, like, that regiment and being on that diet and even people that aren't in the broadcasting side of things. Like, it looks like they age very well. And I imagine it's because of probably not a ton of booze and drinking when you were in your late teens, early 20s. You probably didn't have the same college experience as everybody else. Um, you know, you're so regimented at that young age that it just sort of carries over into your adult years. And Michael Phelps last night looked like he could throw on the speedo and get back out there and start winning more gold medals. I mean, dude was cut. He, here's the thing. He's wearing the, uh, like the capri pants that I see a lot of dudes wearing nowadays, but the shoes with no socks. And that bothered me. Because I've been pioneering that look for a long time and everybody goes, oh, God, your feet must stink. They don't. I used to have awful smelling feet when I wore socks all the time. But now just rocking a pair of Chuck Taylor Converse All-Stars with no shoe or with no socks. I'm telling you, it's a good look. I like that summer look. I don't like sandals. Sandals to me is sounds even though like just slipping on a pair of Chuck Taylors with no socks on sandals to me feel like. You've given up. You've, we've given it a free pass in the summertime, and I don't like it. I don't like seeing people's toes. I'm not a big fan. Like right now, my toesies are uh, are nice, a, a good shade of blue. You know, went out and had the uh, the pedicure with uh, my daughter and her mom the other day to uh, just like kind of kick off the. What the hell were we doing? Now I'm thinking, was it? Get something. Oh, it was, it was her mom. That's what it was. It was mom's birthday. But now uh, Mira asked in this heat. Yeah, in this heat. Totally fine. Totally fine. You know what there is though? And I don't have to use it anymore. But when I first started doing the no socks, I started just spraying. There's like a little bit of like a Dr. Scholl's spray you can go with. And, uh, it, uh, it clears it right up. It keeps them nice and dry. Plus like there's a cooling sensation when you slip your foot in right after you spray. Oh man. Ah, oh. ah. Oh. It's almost as good as the pedicure. It's 30 bucks to have somebody like clean up your toenails and rub your feet. It's worth it. You're worth it. You're worth it. 
Don't you feel like you're, you should be, feel like you're worth it. All right. We've gotten pretty deep here. Let's say hi to some people. Good morning, Mira. Hi, Emily. What up, Patrick? What's up, dude? We're going to talk in just a second here, bud. Uh, Hoopty, what's up, Owen? Hi, Tara. Scooter, good morning. Back to civilized world. Oh, good to know. Nice. Right on. Uh, Steve said hi to you. What's up, Shelly? Hi, Auntie Reedy. What's up, Anna? Uh, Debbie, what's happening, everybody? Hopefully, you guys are still on the live feed. I know people kind of pop in and out, but... um, uh, Mira, oh, I forgot, Tiny Feet. That fucking song, I swear to God, that goddamn song. Oh, speaking of songs, uh, do you guys know the Carol King first day in August? You guys ever heard this song before? Oh, man. I know we can't play a whole hell of a lot of it because we fucking booted off a goddamn Instagram Live. But uh, this song is um, Carol King, the first day in August. I'll play just a little bit of it. I was shown this song by a friend of mine named Lisa when I was living in Wisconsin. And Lisa's just like, the, the sweetest, kindest woman you've ever met. She's got great stories, man. One of the old stories from Lisa was uh, she was a manager of First Ave back in the day, right? I think it was like uh, late, must have been late 80s, early 90s. And she used to roll with all the bands that came through, man. She used to hang out with the guys from Helmet, who I just fucking loved when I was a kid. And... Uh, Lisa one time was uh, backstage. Van Halen had come to town. This is like at the Met Center, dude. Like this is around. This is how long Lisa's been around. She was backstage at the Met Center, and she came around the corner, and a dude with his dog and his wife came walking around the opposite end of the corner, ran into her, and spilled her drink. She had like a must have been like a Bloody Mary or something in her hand because she remember she said it was red, and she had a white shirt on and completely spilled the drink all over. And she's like, "What the fuck, guy?" And the guy's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, I, I didn't see you. I, I sh- oh, my God, I should have been. Because he was kind of looking the opposite way. And she saw him coming. So, obviously, it was his fault. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I can't believe I'm so sorry I did that. I'm so. Uh, so, she does not recognize him. Turns out Michael Anthony from Van Halen. He went back, like, got everybody drinks, like, brought him up near the stage. Like, that's, that's cool, man. Like, I kind of dug, I dug the story. But she's been around, and she's just the sweetest, nicest person. She's got a, I think she's got, like, three kids. Her kids are, you know, just kind of getting into that late teenage, early 20s. And uh, she played me this song one time, and it just, it really struck a chord with me. And I love it. It's called The First Day in August. What a great lyric, huh? Oh, man. I want to wake up with you on the first day of August by your side, going to sleep with you on the last night in July. I think that's exactly what it was. It's pretty close. What a beautiful lyric. What a beautiful voice. What a great, you know, um, conducting rod of the 70s and 80s. You know, Carol King. You guys don't sleep on Carol King, man. I know there's a lot of metalheads that uh, that listen to this podcast, but go back and find some of this stuff, man. It is you really want to impress a lady, play this song on Sunday morning. Cuz that is the first day of July. Or sorry, the first day of August. Last day of July tomorrow. But seriously, man, it's some of this stuff like we sort of like scoff at it because it wasn't, you know, Led Zeppelin or Pink Floyd. It's like, "No, fuck no, dude. Some of this stuff is Really, really good. I didn't get a chance to uh, bring this up the other day, and I wish I would have. But uh, we caught wind like two days ago that uh, Slipknot's Joey Jordison, uh, drummer, drummer extraordinaire, mind you, that guy. Dude, you talk about diminutive dudes. 
I don't know. Either. Maybe you guys have not met a lot of rock stars, and great if you haven't. Uh, but there's a few out there, when you meet them, you don't realize how diminutive these guys are. Like, they're pretty tiny dudes, you know? Like, there's a lot of them that are... Um, when you meet them, you know, I'm only five, six and a half on a good day, right? But, um... Oh. I mean, that dude could pound, man. That dude could pound. And he was fun to watch, and he was a nice guy. Uh, he was also, at some point, was brought up by Metallica to go out and do a couple of shows with Metallica. I mean, you gotta have your chops together if you're gonna be going out and doing shows like that. And he... I don't know, it's too bad, like, he just... He, it was an awful situation with what happened because he d- developed... I read this the other day, I couldn't even pronounce it. Basically, he developed, like, um, a neurological disease, and it was starting to... It was uh, degenerative, and he was it was on his spine, and next thing you know, like, he was having a tough time trying to be able to, to drum, and just regular... Just getting out of bed was a... Um, uh, was a, a tough feat for the guy towards the end and passed away in his sleep. Can you ask for anything better? I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, I know he was young. Gosh, man, I think he was only like 46 or something like that. But if you're going to go, if somebody said uh, you could get bucked off a donkey and fall down the side of the Grand Canyon when you're 76 or pass away in your sleep... <laughs> When you're like 52, I'm going, all right, give me 52, you know? I mean, I know there's a couple of years in there, but, you know, maybe not falling down the side of a giant ravine and then being in a coma for six days. I don't know, just let let me kick off at that age. I mean, obviously it sucks, man. Uh, but that guy was, um, he was a, he was a really... Especially in that aggro world. We talked about this the other day with uh, Woodstock 99, but you talk about, like, guys that sort of had it out for other people. That guy did nothing but try to be nice to people. And uh, it's too bad, you know? Um, Like a family friend of ours has gone on and done plenty of metal tours as like a guitar tech. And he would always talk about like not wanting to do it after a while. Cause he was like a guitar tech for Ozzy and uh, this guy by the name of Matty Barato. And I had interviewed him a couple of times and he would always talk about like not wanting to be a part of that world anymore. And then he got on the road with Sugar Ray and you know, the band, I just want to fly. And they were the nicest dudes ever. Mark McGrath is a pretty cool guy. And I know people talk shit about that band, but I'm telling you, like, there's some good songs in there, you know? Those guys used to roll with, like, head P.E. and snot, okay? Like, there is something going on with those dudes. Like, they got it together. And Mark McGrath's a nice guy. And um, he, uh, I don't know. Like, there was just something about these guys that I just really, you know, I, I had a couple of times I interviewed, uh, I, in fact, I just sent this to somebody the other day. I interviewed Corey Taylor from Slipknot, and then I also interviewed Clown, the Sean Coran from um, uh, Slipknot as well. And uh, I never had a chance to interview Joey, but had been in the room with him a couple of times. And he was just always kind of jovial, but like never over the top, like that didn't have to be the center of attention. Just always super funny and really nice and kind of a humble guy. So I don't know. It was it was a bummer. And I know people sometimes kind of look at that world and just go, "Ugh, God, gross. Look at those long hairs and them stupid tattoos. But there's a lot of really nice guys that come out of that scene. And I would definitely suggest, um, you know, finding some of that stuff because these guys could play, man. They really could play. And it's too bad that they have uh, that they've kind of gone on to the other side at such a young age. All right. What do you say we do it, huh? 
A little one rant for the road this morning. A little segment we do on Fridays. We just uh, fire up the random word generator. And what it does is it gives me a word. And then I just sit and fucking pontificate on it for a second. Permanent! Permanent! That is the rant for today. Permanent. All right. Uh, a lot of people scared of something permanent. And trust me, as a guy who is covered in tattoos, there's nothing better than uh, having a little bit of something that scares the shit out of you like something permanent, right? Uh, I heard the old joke, um, would you ever uh, Would you ever get married? No? Well, why, uh... All right, no, would you ever get a, uh, what the hell's, how the hell's that joke go? Shit. Oh, no. Would you ever get your wife's name tattooed on you? And the guy's like, no, why not? And he's like, because a tattoo is forever. <laughs> Which I always giggle about, because I'm like, hey, man, uh, it's true. A lot of this shit, like, we look at, it, especially dudes. Dudes are very, very cautious about, like, sticking our feet in the cement of marriage and relationships, because for whatever reason, some guys just don't want to be tied down, but I I'm a big believer that most guys, and there's even ladies nowadays, you ladies are to blame as well, that there is a sort of mindset of there's something better down the road. And it's so accessible and it's so easy, there's something better down the road. You know, they always say like, you know, rolling stones collect no moss. Well, every now and again, feel free to break the fucking moss off, man. Try something different. Go out there. I heard a great analogy the other day. Somebody had said, uh, you know, why would you go out for a burger when you can have steak at home? And it's like, because sometimes I don't want steak. <laughs> Every once in a while, it'd be nice to have some shitty food here and there. That's why ladies get all mad when their guy goes out to a strip club. It's like, I stare at you naked. I'm coming home to you. I'm not going to, like, you know, start paying this girl's rent. I just want a lap dance from somebody who doesn't look like you. What's wrong with that? Wouldn't you take the same? Sometimes I feel like the ladies of the the uh, relationship decide to go, you know what, I'm better than that. But even in their mind, they're like, God, I would love to do nothing more than go see Thunder Down Under in Las Vegas. But if I do, then that gives him a, a nice open gate to be able to go to the, the King of Diamonds on a Friday night with his buddies, and I don't want that shit. So I'm going to go ahead and just stay back here at the hotel and let the other ladies go. You should go every once in a while. What's wrong with lying? Whatever happened to lying? Remember that? Remember when we used to have cooth and we'd lie to people about things? Watched Aaron Rodgers' press conference the other day. Wide open. Huge, wide open book. Told all the shit about, like, you know, this conversation was supposed to happen and it didn't. And management didn't include me with this and all that. Remember back in the day? You just keep your goddamn mouth shut. I don't want to bring up Simone Bile anymore because we've talked about it a lot this week. But Simone, you know, hey, I'm just not really feeling it today. Where most people, if you would have brought that up like 20 years ago, could you imagine like some of these gymnasts coming to their coaches being like, hey, a guy with handlebar mustache who speaks a different language. Uh, I'm not going to go out there today because I'm not feeling it. He'd fucking roundhouse kick you. He'd be like, get your ass out on the fucking mat and go win us a gold medal. I don't give a shit about your feelings. But nowadays, it's all feelings. It's all, it's 1000% emotions. It's everything. Everybody is, what's wrong with lying? Every once in a while, give a good lie. Uh, they had this uh, at uh, Hubbard Broadcasting when I was there. They had this program that basically like once a year, you could sit down for like two, three sessions with uh, with a licensed therapist and just dish, right? 
and just get it all out. And I'm a big believer in therapy. I don't normally go through it, but I was like, all right, I might as well take advantage of this. You know, maybe this guy could help me see things in a different light. Help me see work situations or relationship situations that I didn't think of on my own. Maybe he can guide me down a new path. And maybe the anxiety would go away. I talked to this dude and uh, I had said, uh, I said, well, sometimes like in a relationship, you know, I will disclose. I feel like sometimes too much. And sometimes I feel like honesty um, is the best policy, but sometimes honesty, I feel like it gets in the way and I shouldn't feel like that. And he's like, what's wrong with lying? Lie every once in a while. So what? You know, don't have a double life. Don't go out and buy a house without telling your significant other. Don't go out and, you know, uh, take trips without. But just every once in a while, be like, hey, honey, I'm going to run to Home Depot and then just go have a fucking beer and just spend 20 minutes by yourself. What's wrong with that? What is wrong with that? Now, the other flip side of that is if you can't be with somebody where you just look at them and go, hey, you know what? Uh, Don't get me wrong. This is no knock on you. I like you. I need to get the fuck out of here and go have a beer. By myself or just go to a movie by myself or go do anything without you for a couple of hours. And if that person freaks the fuck out, you might be with the wrong person. You may need to like start to reassess what is going on with you and your relationships. But what's wrong with a little? I would much rather be lied to and have my day go smoothly than somebody give me the truth. And then I'm miserable for the rest of the day. I don't want that. I don't know. Keep it from me. The less is more. They talk about ignorance is bliss. Um, I was trying to write this material and I, I'm having a tough time with it. I'd love to, if I can find another comedian that can help me with this bit, I think it'd be great. But basically what I'm trying to get the point across is one time I was out with, uh, gosh, who the hell was it? Uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. I was with a couple of friends and their kid was with us. And I was kind of like, chatting with this this couple about just some like relationship problems I was having and um you know some personal things and one of the problems that I was having with this particular girlfriend was there was a lot of times where she would just like fucking pack up and just like be gone for like two three days no phone call no text messages no nothing you know and there was a part of me that was like wondering like what is this what is going on like what's happening like where are we at all that bullshit you do when you're in your fucking late 20s early 30s and I was, I was having such a tough time with it. And at some point, one of their kids at the table just like blurted out, I sleep better in the dark. And it like, it resonated with me. I was like, oh, you don't want to know. You don't want to know what this person is doing. You don't need to know. You shouldn't know. Whatever they're doing is their thing. If you find out what they're doing is salacious or, you know, outside of like what you consider to be good boundaries, then get the fuck out. Go find something different. But until then, who gives a shit? Go find something else to do. Danielle, it's called self-care. Got to take care of yourself first. I'm learning this lesson this year. Well, good. Yeah, you got to, you know, piss on everybody else. I agree. Man, I would hope my partner would do that and be okay with me doing that too. Totally. You know what? As long as I know that they're a good person, they're not like robbing me blind, that we're going to be together for a long time. If that person just like every once in a while just just were to say like, hey, so I'm going to run over and just like go check on John, you know, like he's got, John bought a new car and I want to go check it out. And then, then that person just went and saw a movie by themselves. I'd be like, I don't give a fuck. Whatever, dude. It doesn't matter. Sometimes you just need to get out and just go away for a little while. It'd be fine. I'm okay with it. So let that be a lesson. 
Let that be the lesson going into the weekend. Every once in a while, fucking lie. Just lie. <laughs> Pass that shit on down to your kids. Find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Stitcher, and every day, 9.45 a.m., we go live on Instagram. Thank you guys once again so much for taking a long walk to Cleveland. <laughs> the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.